Well, hello and welcome to the CSF monthly podcast for November 2021. Where on earth is the year going? It's quite extraordinary. Seems like it was only yesterday that it was the beginning of the new year. But hey, this is a podcast that aims to keep you up to date with latest information and data in the field of rheumatology. And today I'm going to review two really quite different papers. The first evaluates the incidence and risk factors for herpes zoster in people with rheumatoid arthritis treated with upadacitinib. Using data from phase three clinical trial program, uh, Professor Kevin Winthrop and his colleagues not only determined the incidence of herpes zoster, but they also helped to identify potential risk factors for the development of herpes zoster in this group. The second of today's papers um, reviews JAK-STAT signaling and the role of JAK inhibition in the pathogenesis of spondyloarthritis. This review takes us through our current understanding of the complex pathogenesis of SPA, the role of JAK-STAT signaling therein and how JAK inhibitors are emerging as a potentially important part of the overall treatment paradigm for SPA. So two very different approaches, but I hope you'll find them interesting. And as ever, to access detailed summary slides of the papers discussed, visit cytokinesignaling.com. It is a treasure trove of useful information. Okay, first paper, incidence and risk factors for herpes zoster in patients with rheumatoid arthritis receiving uparacitinib, a pooled analysis of six phase three clinical trials. Well, I think most of us know that uparacitinib is an oral JAK inhibitor. It's approved for the treatment of rheumatoid arthritis at a dose of 15 milligrams. Uh, JAK inhibitors are linked with an increased risk of herpes zoster in people with rheumatoid. We've known this for some time. And this particular analysis aimed to determine the incidence of herpes zoster in the uparacitinib phase three clinical trial program across the board. And also to look at potential risk factors for the development of herpes zoster in uparacitinib treated patients. Pool data of people more than or equal to 18 years of age with active RA from six phase three randomized controlled trials were used in this analysis. So what are the key results? Well, 5,306 patients were included, so it's a chunky number. The rates of infections and serious infections observed with hepatocytinib 15 milligrams were similar to those observed with methotrexate monotherapy or adalimumab and methotrexate in combination, whereas they were lower than with hepatocytinib 30 milligrams. Now, opportunistic infection, excluding oral candidiasis, TB and herpes zoster rates and rates of active TB were similar across all treatment groups. However, the rate of herpes zoster was higher with upadacitinib compared with methotrexate monotherapy or adalimumab and methotrexate combo. With the higher the uh, frequency occurring in the 30 milligrams than the 15 milligrams dose of upadacitinib. For those of you who like the numbers, the incidence rate of herpes zoster for 100 patient years was 0.8 with a 95% confidence interval of 0.3 to 1 1.1, 0.5 to 1.9, 3.0, 2.6 to 3.5, and 5.3, 4.5 to 6.2 in the methotrexate mono, add a methotrexate combo, UPA 15 and UPA 30 milligrams respectively. Now, the majority of herpes zoster cases with upadacitinib uh, involved a single dermatome, that was 71%, and the risk factors for herpes zoster included Asian region and prior history of herpes zoster with both upadacitinib doses. 
So key conclusions here, well, in the UPA phase three RA clinical program, herpes zoster incidence and event rates were higher with UPA versus either adalimumab methotrexate or methotrexate monotherapy, but also dose dependent. They were higher with 30 milligrams paracitinib as opposed to 15 milligrams, which makes mechanistic sense. Patients from Asia and those with a history of herpes zoster were at increased risk. And I guess this provides further support for the need for continued vigilance and monitoring for signs of herpes zoster in patients receiving uparacitinib, particularly those of Asian um, descent and indeed those with a history of relevant disease. But we do need to do some more research, don't we? We need to clarify whether treatment with uparacitinib or other JAK inhibitor therapies can attenuate the expected benefit and durability of vaccination with the most recent herpes zoster adjuvant vaccine. So watch this space. Now, the second paper is a review. It's a review of JAK-STAT signaling in the pathogenesis of spondyloarthritis and the role of JAK inhibition therein. And the background, well, I, I don't need to introduce the spondyloarthropathies to you. You're well aware they're a heterogeneous clinical set of conditions involving a whole range of different tissues. And despite the availability of biologic DMARDs, many patients do not gain or maintain stringent treatment targets, low disease activity or inactive disease. So there's still unmet need. JAK inhibitors are a, an emerging class of oral small molecules. Um, they're, they're now becoming really quite interesting in, in the SPA field, and this is a review that gives you the background for that. Now, it's a little difficult to review a review, but um, just some highlights for you. Um, spondyloarthritis arises from environmental and genetic interactions. That drives a chronic inflammatory response that comprises components of innate and adaptive immunity. And this in turn leads to exaggerated tissue damage and importantly, exaggerated tissue damage repair. That's why you get excess bone formation, for example. There are numerous theories underpinning this mechanical stress that the enthesis, infection, dysbiosis in the GI microbiome all have been attributed as trigger events. And as you're probably well aware in terms of genotypes, HLA-B27 is the strongest association. There are gain-of-function mutations in the IFIH1 gene that have subsequently been shown to be associated with a range of neuroinflammatory phenotypes, including enhanced JAK-STAT signal pathway activation. And several cytokines are involved in the pathogenesis of SPA, uh, and we know this because of inhibition of TNF, IL-17A, 12 and, and, and IL-23 alone. That, that, that Therapeutic targeting clearly implicates these as, as effective pathways. Um, and some of them can be affected by the, the JAK pathway. And for that reason, inhibition of the JAK-STAT pathway is able to directly or indirectly modify multiple cytokines involved in pathogenesis. There are four JAK inhibitors currently approved or in late phase development for SPA indications. These include paracitinib, tofacitinib, vogotinib, and decrevacitinib. Um, that's TIC2 inhibitor for those of you wondering. And each has differing levels of selectivity across the JAKs. And clinical trials of JAK inhibitors in patients with SPA, particularly ankylosing spondylitis and psoriatic arthritis, have shown favorable efficacy results. And I think at the moment, an effective, uh, acceptable safety profile. So what, what does this mean to the practicing clinician? Well, there is rational pathogenesis for the use of JAK inhibitors. We know that several cytokines are already implicated and the inhibitors of the JAK-STAT pathway are likely to confer benefit. And this, I think, is quite an exciting time. We're seeing clinical trial data coming through all the time that suggests there may be value here. 
Now, if you want to view the publications uploaded this month, please go to sitekindsignaling.com. As I say, it's a tremendous resource. There are summaries of papers, slide presentations that you can use for educational purposes and also clearly to improve your own clinical practice, ultimately aiming to improve the outcome for people with these really dreadful diseases. And especially at this time, thanks for your attention. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Let us know what you think by leaving a review. But most importantly, stay well, stay healthy in these still really trying times as we hopefully come to the end of this dreadful COVID-19 pandemic. Best wishes to you all at this continually trying time. Thanks ever so much.